Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beats you hear on the show and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Hot at Ace Hot Beats on YouTube and at Ace Hot Beats on SoundCloud. We are pumped to announce that Raised on the Radio has teamed up with Morphogen Nutrition out of Columbus, Ohio. This is a company we have been following for a long time and have used a lot of their products. They literally have everything you need to give your health a boost, whether that be mentally or physically. They have products such as Calm that helps manage stress and anxiety. They have products such as Party, which is a pre-party harm reduction supplement for when you know you're going to have a cocktail or four. They have pre, intra, and post-workout supplements, nootropics, multivitamins, mind and mood boosting supplements, etc. Best of all, all of their products are GMP certified, manufactured in the USA, and third-party tested so you know you are getting a no BS, scientifically validated, effectively dosed supplement that you never have to question. Just go to MorphogenNutrition.com and use discount code ROTR for 10% off. It is that easy. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to raisedontheradiostl.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. Now for this episode, we are joined by returning guest Joel Colby of the band Animical Drive. He joins us to talk about their recent tours with Otep and Bad Wolves, and Animical Drive also just released a new track. They did a cover of the song Snuff, originally by Slipknot, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So here's the latest track, and we'll lead you into the episode. Just too dark to care 
Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. Patrick Blair, Joel Colby, how are we tonight? Joe. Great. Great. Grand. Good to hear, good to hear. Great and grand. Joel, it's been a bit, man. We haven't talked yeah. to you in... It's been a hot minute. Yeah, you've done like two different tours, putting out new music. I yep. mean... Yeah. He's big time in us. Second. Just be honest about it. For He's sure, big yeah. time in us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why he hasn't been back until now. Yeah, that's why we have Joel for <laughs> yeah. the views, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can go back and look at the text messages that we have definitely been talking about this and just have not made it happen. Well, I mean, you know, that's that, that's the life of Joel Colby, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I ain't Which seen him, so I don't know. I know. Which that's what down. I'm saying. Which way is up and which way is down. Exactly. Yeah. It's been a busy year. It's good. Yeah. Today's a busy day. 
Yeah. It's good. But seriously, when does this dude, air? It's a big day. Yes. Yes. It's yes. a big day. It is a big day. Busy but big because the yeah. song rules. Talk about it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, never. I, there, uh, that is the best way. I told you. That is the best transition to talk about a song you release. It rules. What else do you? Come on. What more do you need? Um, thanks. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Slipknot cover of all things. We've never done a cover. We've is that attempted really your first cover. First cover ever. Wow. Uh, we've attempted live to do a couple things, and yeah. in our own opinions, have not gone well anytime ever can you can you and give so me an example of main, what those covers were we did um we did walk we did half of walk pantera okay at uh, one of the block parties okay um we only yeah we only did a part of it and then we like transitioned into one of our songs okay <clears throat> and it was okay but we kind of fucked it up so what are you gonna do <laughs> when you fuck up a classic <laughs> song like that you're like well okay it is like three words. That. Isn't the whole thing like three words? How'd you fuck that up? Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> then we decide on uh, snuff, which Pat would tell you. I was like, we'll talk about how it came to be. But that song has no repeating lyrics. It's different lyrics all the way through. There's not the, the, the choruses are not the same. The pre's are not the same. The verses are different. So it hint, hints on some similarities. Which is even harder because then it's like, wait, which I still I'm like dyslexic with lyrics often, my own even. And uh have to think like, okay, wait, I already did that one. This one is the next one kind of mentality when performing that. But but yeah, we have never agreed on a cover. And it's just never kind of been a thing that we've really even wanted to do, I guess. It's come up always like in a live show setting. Pat, I'm sure you know. It's like that always comes up like, oh, we should do yada yada or we should do. Still to to this day, my favorite cover I've ever been a part of was with you doing uh, Atreyu. That was a oh, blast. Yeah. And I thought that, that that went very well. And uh, I was like, okay, see. And then that makes us go, see how hard is it? That went off awesome. Shouldn't we do something like that? But it's never happened. It's never come to be. And the main thing is, if Nick and I agree on something, we can typically get it done. And Nick and I agree on almost everything. Yeah. A cover was not it. We could never. And we listen to the same <laughs> stuff. We love all the same stuff. You know what I mean? And never, every time I would throw something, I would purposely throw things at him thinking that he'd be like, yeah, that's a badass song. And he wouldn't jump. And he's like, uh... I mean, and I'm like, well, is it a guitar thing? Because like vocally, it would be good for me. No, I'm like, it is. You write music like this. Like, you know, so that's always been the back and forth. And uh, so we did a, a festival. Um, same time we came home to play Point Fest. At that same time, we were doing the local 636 festival. Um, St. Charles County. And my buddy Ed, local 636, had asked us to, he wanted to do something different. He wanted he wanted to capitalize on the acoustic songs that we had just put out. We we just did the uh, nothing new stripped version and uh, the reimagined that we did of Enemy, uh, both scaled way back. And he was like, I love that. 
I, I have a need for like doing something different at the festival. Like I've got a stage and all that, but clearly everybody knows inimical drive is not going to be the uh, family friendly fun at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, downtown main <laughs> street. So uh, he's like, could you guys do like, you know, a set like that? And I'm like, no, you'd get like those two songs. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you, if you want to, no. you know, but I mean, that's the, it's the truth. <laughs> and he kind of laughed at me and I'm like, I mean, but it is, we could, we can do it. We can scale a couple other songs, but not a whole set. So what are you looking for? And he was like, can you fill an hour? I was like, no, Whoa. what are you talking about? Wow. I was like, no, dude, no. So we came up with the idea. He was like, how many songs can you do? And I said, we could do three or four of our own. And then uh, we could probably, I'll talk to the guys and see if we can come up with something. And some of the newer stuff we've been doing is okay to do that. That's not as like our old stuff where it's just impossible. But uh, Snuff had popped up in my playlist earlier that week. And uh, so I guess it was just fresh in my mind. And uh, that was just like randomized Spotify. And so I had brought it to the guys and I knew it like Nick and even Rich is a cover guy. Like he plays in cover bands. So it, everybody was kind of like, eh. <laughs> like, right, here we go again. We're going to have this conversation. Yeah. I'm like, he really wants it to happen. And it's a cool setting. We came up with the idea that if we could get together, you know, 30 to 40 minutes that we would do kind of like the uh, VH1 behind the music or storytellers type setting. And he was going to put us in a coffee shop and do a sit down stripped performance. And I was like, that, that would be sick. That would be cool. Let me see if we can pull it off. And no sooner than I got snuff out of my mouth, Nick goes, fuck yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like that's, you know, that's all this takes. Are we doing this? Because if you agree, we'll get everybody else on board, but you and I have never agreed. I'm like, so you're sure like, he's like, I don't even need to listen to it. I know for sure. It'd be perfect. I'm like, then why haven't we talked about this before? <laughs> like of all these conversations, how has this never come up? And uh, yeah. then I looked at the lyrics and I was like, ah, I just screwed myself, <laughs> but I would uh, be screwed. Yeah. So we, yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it was something, but I love that song. And uh, so we learned it. We did it at the local 636 Fest, and it was such a cool setting. It was an awesome event. And the people, you know, we had a good group of our people there, but it ended up filling in the whole restaurant. And so there was like a lot of people from this festival didn't even know who we were. And uh, the ovation for that song was like overwhelming. And so, you know, some people thought it was our song. Those who knew it, the song were like, hey, that was amazing, blah, blah, blah. And it just went that well that it was like, that's awesome. Could we do that again? And so we talked about going in and doing it. And then when we started talking about the studio time, I was like, dude, let's just go take it to Jack. And really, I think the only thing we would want to do is just kind of modernize the tones a little bit to, to you know, just not modernize Slipknot for fuck's sake, but it modernized like the tone for us in the approach to doing that song. Like not to, to say, I said that earlier that, you know, modernizing the song a bit, but you know, current tones and like a current mix and just the approach to it stayed as true. I think as anybody could to the song, a couple things are different if you go back and listen to the original, but uh, yeah, Jack just gets it and gets us. And so there's a little bit of that, 
uh familiarity with like our tone from previous recordings with jack kind of brought into that and a lot of low end and then uh yeah just nailed the mix and everything so when we came out of there like in there performing it we were like oh my god i'm so glad we didn't do this acoustic it would be awesome to do this acoustic too but dude it was just it, it felt right so and it needs to because it's slipknot for freak's sake you know i mean you guys have been te- you guys have been teasing this track for a little while and like last night i'm sitting in the living room with my wife and i just turned on snuff once i realized that that was the song that you guys were doing and yeah. like two seconds in i was like oh shit this is it like yeah like Joel, Joel's voice doing this, that that's it, dude. That's it. That's awesome. It made so much sense. Yeah. And I never, I just have never realized, I guess that it was, you know, that's my key. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's Jack turned around and goes, I think we found your new key. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe so. Huh? Yeah. So said, so maybe we need to uh, explore a little bit more in some F sharp, but, uh, it was awesome and very pleased with how it came out. And uh, it's just perfect timing. We had that as like a fill-in date to do that show. And uh, the story was cool how it came about. We went to the studio. I just started like trying to figure this out because we were in the middle of touring. And so when we were home, we wanted to knock that out so that we could continue to they could be working he could be working on the mix and the master and stuff while we're continuing to do things and then you know drop it accordingly and i thought that was gonna i thought we were gonna drop it while we were on tour so i just i reached out to jack and was like i need your like soonest availability and if you can fit it in this window that would be sick we want to come in and knock something out and uh real quick jack daniels jack daniels yes yes. yes. for our listeners yes wanted to wanted to clear it up yes jack daniels sick tones shout out to my brother he's the best love you jack Um, proper plug there you go so yeah we uh so he's like yeah i got this window and it worked out and we get in there and i didn't realize we're sitting in the studio in the control room and the notification goes off that uh slipknot's first record dropped the day the anniversary of that record dropped the day that we were in the studio recording the song and i was like whoa that's if there was ever a sign yeah for sure yeah, I was like, how cool is that? And Zach goes, yeah, dude. He goes, he goes, yeah, I knew that, but I didn't realize that like we were going to be here on the same day. And then I didn't know this about Zach, but, uh, you know, he's got pictures of him like, you know, as a child going to Slipknot shows because Slipknot is his favorite band. So even though we had chosen this song, Zach, Zach's pretty on board. Like if, if a song's a banger, he would have been down with, you know, pretty much anything as long as it was, you know, long as the right fit. But I was like, you didn't say that when we said we were doing this song either. And he's like, yeah, dude, Slipknot's like my lifelong all-time favorite band. Uh, That's what made me want to be a drummer, made me want to write music, made me stick with it because I saw the aggressive touring and all that. And I'm like, I didn't even know this about you. And now here we are. (laughs) And on the day of their anniversary of their first record, we're sitting in the studio recording. And I was like, how old is this song? And so then we're all like firing off and I look it up and we're in the 15th year anniversary of all hope is gone. And I'm like, what the, f- what is happening right now? Like, <laughs> is that real? I'm like, that was, and people might look at that as like, Oh, they, that was clever timing. None of that was planned. So it just, it only came about because Ed needed us to do a song 
and that song had popped up in a playlist. I said it to Nick. We committed, got everybody on board, took the only window that was available, ended up in there on that day, and then to find out that this song choice was uh, going to come out like right around the anniversary of the. So it was uh, it was cool. I always love a good story behind it, and especially because we're not we're definitely not a cover band. You know, so today, thanks to everybody that has been messaging, my phone has been blowing up. People uh, seem to love it. So very grateful for that and very proud of it, too. You know, if you're going to do something like that, you hope you're doing it right. So, you know, so that's the story. It, it was definitely a good choice. And can I be the schlub in the room real quick? Of course. When I saw when I saw the teasers for the song, my first. <laughs> my first react i didn't know you were doing a cover song so my my yeah. first reaction was oh snuff's a cool song title and i didn't think about it <laughs> i just that's where it ended i was like oh that's cool i like that and then uh i go to listen to it and i was like wait a minute and i was like god damn it yeah and then i you know as i'm listening to it i'm like oh yeah this is a perfect perfect cover song but i i had not realized that you guys had never really tried nope. necessarily to record um it is it is tough dude it's it's got to be one of those things where it just has to be right so and it's, it's hard to explain uh, but it's like the stars have to align i don't yeah, even know for some people like, and that's the thing is that i think more so now especially tiktok for the love of god there's so many crazy talented people that can sing anything yep. or play anything or, and it's always been that way. Clearly that didn't, that wasn't the birth of it. You just right. see it more that you see it now. people have an ultimate channel to reach these massive audiences that can just crush. And it's, it's not just singing or playing or whatever. It's all any talent, right? You just got that outreach now that if you're going to do something and choose to do that, and now they've just got this outlet to show it off. That's for those people. There's a ton of bands that have a whole, uh, like, uh, our last night. Love them. They have the, this whole blown up channel of just doing covers, yep. any covers, and they do all of them. Fame on fire. Perfectly. Same thing. Is that the band that did like the Disney covers and stuff too? Our last night has done is a that bunch who, of is that. Is that who thing. that is? Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then fame on fire does like the, like modern pop. All of them. I mean, yeah. Versions like every, yeah, every top 40 that you can think of, right? But Colt, you might be thinking of Punk Rock Factory. Is that who you're thinking of? They did uh, Um, the Frozen song. No. It blew up. It went super viral. No. Either way. But yeah, I mean, there are the people have cornered this. Yeah, yeah. Our Last Night and Fame on Fire are the two that I can think of that are like the biggest. Yeah. Do it. And before them, Newfound Glory. If yeah. TikTok was around when Newfound Glory was doing yeah. covers, MySpace. biggest band on earth. Yeah. Did biggest I, band on, on earth. Did I, not yeah. know, did I not know that Newfound Glory did a bunch of covers? What did they cover? Oh, dude, Cover they got whole... CDs, bro. Yeah, CDs. Cover CDs. Yeah. Plural. Really? Not just one. Multiples. Multiple. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Evergreen Terrace is another one. Forget about it. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah, Evergreen Terrace put out a record called Writer's Block, which is the perfect title for a cover. The perfect. Record. Yeah, nothing but covers so and some of the best covers. Yeah, but they're like a hardcore band, so you got to It's kind of an acquired. Okay, yeah. okay. So stupid question but, because I ask this question all the time. But do they make any money off that record? Yeah. Uh, that's tough to say. If you put a if you put out yeah, a record of nothing but covers, can you make any money off of that? Oh, probably not. Yeah, I mean you I mean, can, but it's not going to be. 
the same as your own record. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. It yeah. just depends. So people are, my point is, it's not difficult for some people. It's not the brain fuck for some people that it is for us. But yeah. for us, it is. I have a certain register that the song has to be perfect for me. The tone, all of that, like I said, we, you know, number one, we're a metal band and we're choosing to do a Slipknot song. For the love of God, you better get it right. I mean, I mean, uh, yes, but think about what Slipknot is also. I mean, they they are what inimical drive is. I mean, you can be as far this direction as you can go and as far this direction as you, as you can go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, yeah. I think he's saying this, Colt, because Slipknot has a rabid fan base. And if you fuck up one of their songs. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes Forget sense. Forget about yeah. it. We're still waiting to find out. We might be getting yeah, torn yeah. apart yeah. right now. Yeah, I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> there, could be a, there could be a Reddit. There could yeah. be a Reddit being designed just for that, that cover. No, yeah. you're fine. It sounds great. But yeah, I mean, I could see the the apprehension. I we talk about this all the time, and you're talking about how it needs to be your register, and you're right. And I completely sympathize with that because you know we've watched videos of guys. the The most famous one is like MGK covered Aerials by System of a Down, and people shit on it and shit on it and shit on it. Yeah, and I said, look, I don't think it sounds great, but I also give the dude props because I would never cover a system song because that yeah. dude's got such an original voice, right? It cannot be mimicked. It cannot be mirrored. It cannot be done. Yeah. So good for that. I mean, it, he yeah. tried, it didn't do well, <laughs> but yeah. I say three days. Grace is another one. Not in a million fucking years. Would I cover a three days grace song? But I also yeah. because think that, that voice is so specific, but there's also a yeah. difference in like trying to do a live version of that recording versus going well, in the yeah. studio and recording it too. It may have been a lot different. <laughs> you could do it your own and make it your own. Yeah. Still. Yeah. yeah. And we felt good about that too because we went into the studio because it went so well playing the stripped version for the festival. So yeah, we just kind of knew it was right. Like as soon as, as soon as we got down, we were like looking at each other like, holy shit, that went really well. Like people so, really... So- so when you it well. when you walked into Jack, what was his opinion? Like if you just, when you just told him, "Hey, we're gonna do snuff," what did what did he say? Oh, he was on board immediately. Was Good, yeah. And he and he said it right away because he's just a master at what he does. Yeah. Uh, immediately, he was like, "Bro, that's gonna be sick for you guys." Like he just knew. He was like, "Yep, yep that that's that sounds exactly right." So I had texted him and I was like, "Gonna do something a little different." He's like, "Oh yeah," and. uh so I sent it to him and he was like, oh, for sure. And so we're going to want to talk about, you know, all of it. We don't do covers. So, you know, how true do you stick to it? And, you know, can you go off a funny thing? Because I had said, I was like, I almost heard like uh, at the very end, you know, it goes high on the vocal and then it fades into just the guitar and the tones of the track on. And uh, I said, what about like a ghost scream, like fade or whatever? <laughs> Jack goes. It's <laughs> like it's like no, don't add screams to a slipknot song where they did not add screams. <laughs> that is where are you trying to get killed? Yeah, that is where we should stop. So I was like, what well, didn't mean like uh and I was like, you know what? Never mind. It's a no. I agree. You're right. It's a no. But uh yeah, very sick. And yeah, it's awesome because uh everybody's been very receptive lots of messages today lots more than 
in forever. And that feels good because we've been we've been quiet for a little bit. So to talk about those teasers, you didn't pick up then, Patrick, on the Slipknot S at the end of the uh, little teaser. No, man. I said, I, dude, I just, uh, no. I didn't. Yeah, it's okay because most people did not. A few people did. And then that sent people into like a whole thing of like, are they playing Knot Fest or something? I'm like, is there even a Knot Fest right now? I don't <laughs> think that's even. Don't Does even that still that, happen? But, but, it I still mean, happens, it still, though. It still happens for uh, sure. Well, I'll tell you, I did notice it after the fact. And yeah. I hated myself. I was like, I'm such an idiot. Like, <laughs> but, you know, I was probably like elbows deep in baby shit that day yeah. and i was like all right it, 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 it's cool i like snuff the, the, i like that yeah i was gonna say the only so, reason i caught it was because i know what's the song snuff and i've never heard that word outside of that outside of that song so i was like oh shit that's awesome yeah i didn't didn't make the connection yeah. we um yeah i was playing around with and that too like everything just because we're doing this that we've never done it's like more thought went into how simple I wanted to be with all of it. So I was like, dude, just our logo. So um, in the video, the logo kind of comes up like it does in those teasers. So I stole that from the video when I was making the teasers. I said, it's got to allude to something because no one cares. If the logo is just coming up or whatever, I said, I'll just keep it real short and sweet. And then I got to think about how to introduce it. And I said, well, I don't want to give the song title away or really that we're doing a cover yet. We'll just kind of get the socials going again. And uh, so, yeah, then we threw the uh, little S in there and it just kind of flickers at the end. And a couple of people sent me the screenshotted part and we're like, I'm on to you. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's probably not what you think. So calm down. <laughs> we all wish. But yeah, so I threw that in there. Not a lot of people caught it, but the people that did were like, oh, OK, I see what's going on. So um, but yeah, we had to like get the socials going again because there was a a moment of silence. So then I was like, how do I start teasing this thing and then not overdo it to where it's this whole thing. And then plus, what do you do the album art for? Like, again, it's Slipknot. So I don't want to steal any like crazy. So, so I incorporated, I don't know how much attention you paid, but like the all hope is gone is them in a cornfield. So there's a little bit of shadowing of the cornfield in the album art. And then uh, we just took the spooky little font that uh, Danny used from the video. But originally I had the Slipknot font in there, which looked pretty cool. But obviously you can't use their logo or anything. So we were going to use like the Slipknot S for the start of it. And we had to change all that because of copyright and all of that. So didn't want to push it too far, but leave it simple enough to where it's like, okay, that looks like it's inimical drive enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. It leans in the direction of, you know, that record and that song. So anyhow, a lot of thought went into keeping it simple and not trying to overdo it. But then I thought about that when we were doing the teasers and like, I hope I'm not making this a bigger deal than it is, you know, but it was a big deal to us because we've never done it. So, and we're proud of it. So, you know, so, you yeah, know, so you, you've, uh, you've mentioned silence a couple of times in the, in talking. Yeah, I was gonna... So uh, let's, dive into that a little bit. So you actually, you guys went on tour with Bad Wolves and OTEP, um, two basically separate tours that wasn't supposed to be that yeah. way. So uh, let's go from the beginning there because it's been a while since you've yeah, been on the show. Yeah, so definitely were separate tours and was supposed to be. However, it was supposed to run all together. So we found out that um, we got the offer to do the OTEP tour. We were super stoked because OTEP 
was one of the, it might've been the first national that we played at pops. The first time rich Donald gave us a, a national opener. And that was up off of the record that she was doing the anniversary tour for, for this. Nice. So we played a sold out pop show. I mean, it was a, easily a thousand people. I don't know if it was officially sold out. But so, so first question, that, you know, did gold. they, did they remember you from that? No, no. <laughs> okay. didn't, get, didn't get a chance to tell that story either, but uh, hey, hey, don't. Um, yeah, don't, yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah. <a> terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I talked about it on stage on tour because That's I thought fine. it was cool. Okay. There <laughs> yeah, you go. So we nice. were, uh, we were, so was uh, that the album with uh, blood pigs and all that shit? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it was cool because that was like our first introduction to like, holy shit, we get to play badass shows at this badass venue and at Pops and all of this. And OTEP was huge at the time. Everybody loved that whole scene. And that was the Ozfest era. Mm -hmm. Everything new metal was massive and it was impactful to us, man. You know, and Rich barely knew us. We had played, I think, a couple local shows there. And then all of a sudden we're playing this gigantic show in front of all these new metal fans and we were horrible i'm sure um but uh anyways so that was cool we found out that we were getting the offer for the otep tour and we looked at the routing and there was a blank space in the middle of the dates um on the ad mat and it was like what so she's running for a couple weeks from california stopping and then it was it was just weird, right? Well, we found out that the tour had art. That was a collection of dates that got shoved together to make one long tour. So they had already given the middle section to another band. And so the band, I, I forget where they're from, but we're the Midwest band and we did not get the Midwest run of that tour. So we started in St. Louis and drove to California to start the tour with her. Toured for two weeks came back home and we're supposed to. Okay. So on that tour, we found out that actually right before, right before we left for that tour, we found out that we got the bad wolves tour. So we're like freaking out. We're like, Oh my God. And I'm like, it doesn't work. We're not going to be able to. And we looked at the dates and the routing and we're like, actually it's going to be crazy because it's going to go all over here. And then we go back to California and back home but the dates worked and we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is going to be sick. And for the record, for anybody listening that doesn't know our story, this is our first national tour ever. So we thought, hell yeah, we kind of get to go out and test the waters. Um, we had just built the bus for this purpose. And so everything's lining up and it looks awesome. Chaotic because of the routing. It was logistically crazy to drive out from St. Louis to California come back to the Midwest, we would have been home for a couple of days and then gone north, traveled all over with Bad Wolves, come back home, picked up in Texas, went back to California and came back home. So it was awesome. We're stoked. Everything's exciting. Get ready. Uh, so then we leave for the uh, leave for the tour, started on the West Coast. And uh, I forget how far in, but maybe a week into that tour, we found out that the bad wolves tour was canceling woke up to that news uh in a truck uh in a, at a fuel rest stop woke up found out that the bad wolves tour canceled and we're like oh dude that's so defeating it's like you're so deflated you're like 
on this high. And then it's like, oh, oh you got to be kidding me. And it did not look like that tour was going to reschedule. So then we're like, dude, you got to be kidding. All right. Well, in that time, we found out that we had the opportunity to play Point Fest. So I was like, yeah, okay. Does that work? Yeah, it did. So we did the two weeks with OTEP, came back home, played Point Fest, and then had a little bit of time to regroup, picked up the OTEP tour back in Texas, went back to the West Coast, and then back home to find out that the Bad Wolves tour was rescheduling and that we were going to be on the back end of that tour now. So then, yeah, so we came home and, uh, uh, yeah, we're home for, I think it was like a week and a half and then ended up, uh, picking up the tour with bad wolves started it, uh, in Michigan and then ran up all over North and kind of back Northwest and then, uh, back home. So 20,000 miles over seven weeks total, including coming home and getting to play hometown point fest and. Yeah, it was sick, man. It was wild. It was a roller coaster of emotions. And uh, in that time, we won't go too far into it, but in that time, we also thought that we were picking up another show, a massive show that would have been amazing, would have been a milestone for sure. And that didn't happen. So we stayed the night in a city thinking that we were going to possibly reroute and do that. And that didn't happen. So we continued on the tour, sent half of our crew with the Bad Wolves van, which put an extra two people in their already packed transportation and uh, picked them back up and finished that tour and came home and unfortunately came home to a little bit of loss. Um, one of our members experienced uh, some terrible news the day we were waking up from playing the last show of the Bad Wolves tour. And uh, Rich talked a little bit about that. Won't go into too much of that, but it's horrible. Uh to uh experience that after all these highs and this up and down and get that news as we're heading back home and then uh i went through uh uh some additional loss in my family and my family has had a rough time this this last two years has been we've been beat up by that and uh so yeah combination of all of that um we thought we were coming home and doing two more weeks that two weeks didn't happen that was supposed to be in august should have had a St. Louis show in August that fell through. And then now uh, we were looking at December for another St. Louis show, which was going to be, it was epic and all these things. And uh, so, and that actually there was three total shows that we had lined up plus the two week tour, then coming home and experiencing that. So we just kind of completely went off the radar and we haven't really talked about it. We didn't address anything online. It was just kind of like, and people that we met on the road were messaging us like, what's going on? And thought you guys were coming back. And cause you know, we're talking all this stuff like this is this is happening and this is going on and whatever else. And, you know, going into all this, I said, the number one thing is going to be managing everybody's emotions and do not get caught up in the endorphins of too much of the high, because when a low hits, you're going to come back home. And then all of a sudden it's like, Okay. And then, you know, that's with thinking that we had all this other stuff planned and not experiencing the the family things that we had going on. And so that kind of a, just uh, hit us all at once. So the band itself, you know, we all kind of separated. We haven't even been in the same room together since the studio recording snuff. And so reschedule, regroup, didn't, didn't really know what was happening with any of it. And uh, then just 
made the conscious decision that maybe it's time to write a record. So uh, we still got some things that we're planning on. We're trying to pull together uh, and we will be playing. Everybody's asking when we're playing St. Louis again. We will be playing St. Louis soon, but um, we've got some opportunities to do some writing that we want to take advantage of. And so all of that being said was like, all right, we're sitting on five demos that are really freaking cool. I cannot wait to get into the studio that uh, we started working on maybe six, uh, over the three to six months leading up to the tours. And then uh, kept running those ideas while we were out on the road. And so the snuff song, again, why we did it was explained, but that it comes out to be this perfect kind of segue to say, we came home, we regrouped and Hey, thank God we've got this that we're sitting on and we're really proud of it. So we're going to put this out and we've got some content to give out and not that we would expect to like push that as something to just go out and tour off of anyway. So it's like, well, Hey, things work out. And, uh, sometimes you got to take a step back and reset and kind of regroup. So that's where we've been to explain. Cause we've gotten a lot of messages. I can't tell you how, um, humbling it is to really have a real support behind what we're doing. And that's the only way we get to do any of this. And sometimes it just doesn't work, but man, we went out and the tours were excellent. Um, you know, there's a lot of controversy with bands touring with OTEP and we experienced absolutely none of that. There's, you know, Pause. a lot of negative. Yeah. Can, can, can we explain? Yeah. Is that controversy yeah. we shouldn't talk about or that we can't You talk can't about just it? brush or... by that. No, I'm so, uh, <laughs> there is, uh, she's been in the news and other bands have been in the news for tours not going well and uh i always look at that like anything you know deals go bad business deals go bad sure. friendships go bad you never know the whole story right you right, don't know right. what goes on <clears throat> a couple of people were actually vocal to us and on our page and i shoot that shit down every time nobody's allowed to come on and bully or be negative or talk shit about anybody especially somebody that we respect and we're very much looking forward to going out on tour with we experienced none of that negativity. The tour was awesome. The crowd was awesome. The fans were awesome. And that was like just a taste of it. And, you know, OTEP is a very niche audience. She has a core, hardcore group that follows her dedicated fan base. So much like what we were talking about with Slipknot, like, you know, don't cross her fans type thing. And she protects her fans like at the highest level. Like there's, rules in place with her tour and shows that you know she takes it very serious and that's amazing that's why she has that you know dedicated fan base and uh they were awesome to us the venues were awesome her tour manager uh shout out to rodney my boy yeah the band was awesome so it was you know we didn't know what to expect kind of thing and then we get out there and it was like well we're gonna do our thing and hopefully it's great and it was great it was really really great <laughs> and so got to play some legendary venues and to us it was legendary because like i said we're on this 20 year anniversary tour with one of the first nationals we had ever played with and that uh really kind of created that scene that we came up in right you know it was that that Ozfest era was everything for bands like us when we were starting and so anyways yeah it was overwhelmingly positive and when you see that like damn this this is working like, Oh shit. That's the fear. Every time everybody goes, Oh man, I don't know. 
you don't want to go and show up and nobody's there or they don't like you or this and that. I can't imagine doing all that and it doesn't work or, you know, it's all this in your head stuff when you're unsure because we had never done it, but overwhelmingly positive. And uh, at the very, I did not get to interact with OTEP much directly. A couple times passing each other, passing each other, coming from the bus, changing, doing this and that. And a couple fist bumps, a couple, hey, what up? How you doing? Good, good day, good day, that kind of thing. And uh, at the very end, uh, I was talking with uh, her crew. And I was like, what happens if I just run up and hug her at the end of this thing? <laughs> <laughs> so they're all waiting for me to like run and tackle her on the sidewalk. And she's got a bodyguard and the whole thing. So <laughs> wasn't really going to do that, even though he'd have been cool. Uh, but uh, no, it was awesome. Came up at the last minute. And Zach, Zach was actually getting on the bus. And uh, we had just loaded in in San Francisco. Final show of the tour. And uh, I hadn't seen her for like the whole second leg of the tour, like literally other than, you know, watching her on stage when we go back in from changing and stuff. And uh, Zach goes, that was tight. I just took my picture with her. I just saw her outside the bus and uh, she just came outside the venue and was like, hey, what up, man? I just wanted to say blah, 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 this and that. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, (laughs) I didn't get my chance to tackle (laughs) her. Where is she? Where is she? (laughs) No, but her and her bodyguard are walking down the street or whatever. And uh, no, I just went out there and was like, hey, I just want to say we did it. That was sick. Right. And she's like, fuck, yeah. She's like, that was awesome, man. We'd love to have you guys out anytime. So, you know, you take all that stuff with a grain of salt because, uh, you know, it was. uh, Yeah, you could have gone into that with a totally different mindset. And it was awesome. And she was awesome. Band was awesome. And um, we had some mutual connections there as well. So, yeah, it was killer. And so, then, um, so how, you know, then how the bad wolves tour? Yeah, I was gonna say so. No, go ahead. But before you say that, so how how different is it? Go so your crowds have to be different. I mean, I know they're like both like bad wolves and OTEP mm. are kind of probably in the same vein, kind of ish as far as music Not goes. All. Not at all. Not but at the, all. But the, I mean, the crowds have to be completely different, right? Yeah, there is something different when radio stations are pushing a tour. Totally different. Totally okay. Different. Okay. So, to listeners yeah. who might not know what that means, what do you? Uh, who who are we talking about? Uh, with so bad wolves. Okay. Was so radio stations like, pushing that? Okay. Right. They wouldn't. That do was that you know gotcha. yeah very you know they've got active songs on the radio right, on yeah. mainstream radio right so uh, while OTEP has this core underground following not underground you know she was mainstream for a long time but on the twenty year anniversary of that mm-hmm. so. Um, you know, she, she kind of had a very independent approach, you know, cause she can do that. She's already, she already done that whole thing, right. Already had the, the big, uh, run where she's on with all these other bands and doing all the festival stuff and whatever. And now that she owns that and owns this brand and she, you know, it was a very independent approach, independent venues and booking, and we were direct support for OTEP. So it was a lot more personal for her to her fans where the bad wolves tour they hadn't done a whole lot since DL um, had joined the band. And so they had, but they hadn't done a lot of active touring with the songs that they had out since that point is, I guess, my point. But they had stuff all over Octane, all over the radio. Right. You know, multiple singles and stuff. And so, like, people were, like, eager to get out and see that. So when they first, the tour that got canceled, when that first announced, we were getting messages like, Hey, get ready. Like multiple of these shows have already sold out. We're like, Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, 
the reschedule was still equally as sick. We had, I think three of those shows were sold out. And the first show that we played was at the machine shop in Flint, Michigan, which is a legendary venue. Everybody knows. And, uh, that was the first night of the tour sold out. And I was like, dude, come on. Hey, okay, so, okay, and r- I mean, r- r- real quick before we move on. Um, okay. Machine shop. That's not a very big venue. Is it? No. Uh, is, is, seven this, or is this the one? 700, you, 800 cap. Is this the one that you hear the story about puddle of mud? So recently, yeah, yeah. Recently, uh, re- no, recently, <laughs> what year? I, I'm pretty sure it was the machine, the machine shop. They banned Puddle of Mud from playing there because they canceled yeah, right. their show there. Yeah, yeah probably. Right. Yeah, sounds right. But that's recent too. But yeah, but Wes was yeah. saying that it was because of like prior management that they had had set had booked these shows that he didn't agree to, so he was just canceling them because he didn't want to do them. Mm. Anyway, sorry, I don't. I, know, I didn't mean to. <laughs> well, no, I I wouldn't doubt it. So that venue is amazing. It's so sick, but they operate a little bit different too, because they're like a venue. So it's like a thing to go there. Right. Right. And like the people there had even said, there's people that just live around there that just go because the venue is legendary. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, and like the staff, like they all have their own personalities and, uh, so it's, uh, you know, they sell a ton of machine shop merch. Like that's a, you know, it's a thing. So um, it's just like pops, right? <laughs> well, pops is my machine shop. Thing well, here. in a way, it's it's amazing that there's still a running business in Flint, Michigan. I think that's the biggest <laughs> takeaway from this. Yeah, and yeah, packing. And it. I don't mean to be joking. Like it's. No, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Oh, but yeah, and so and it's by no means that I mean to say it's the size of the crowds because we played some great shows with OTEP too. Um, Killer venues, great crowds, but uh, the crowd is different in that when the radio station is promoting something, people just go. Right. You know, yeah, that so makes there's sense. some yeah. people that didn't, but they're probably there for one song by Bad Wolves. And then, you know, the rest of it's kind of like, ah, eh, well, we're here for this, you know, where OTEP was definitely, there was a connection there. There was VIP every night that was eagerly waiting to meet her and take take part in that and so which is that anyways is that that one song still still zombie you think uh very much so really people love it. okay yeah people love it yeah i wonder how much the the crowds changed once tommy left or if they did you think they did yeah i don't know i mean they were great crowds and dude dl is awesome is he i I don't know anything about him i just i've done a little bit of research on him but good deal He's awesome. He's an excellent vocalist. He's a super talented musician. Um, super nice guy. And uh, can nail all of those songs. But more than that, the songs that they've done with DL and the band are incredible songs for that, for what they're doing. That is like they're crushing it. They're nailing it. So um, and I think he stepped in and and had that stance. Those are the songs I was talking about, like those songs that were on Octane when DL started. Yeah. Um, are that's a great record. Yeah. All for sure. of those songs yeah. were strong singles that hold up to anything, you know. So real, real good songwriter, great vocalist, and uh great dude. And so 
Yes, but yeah, had to play, uh, had to close that show with Zombie every night. <laughs> so people, people loved it. Yeah, and it was awesome. We loved it. It was great. Good. Uh, that whole tour. So we were direct support for OTEP. So most of those shows had locals opening for us. With the Bad Wolves tour, when it got rescheduled, they added a band. So we were first of four. We were going to be first of three with locals ahead of us. We became first of four, and they just didn't add any locals. I think we played one show where there was a local. But the bands that got added were incredible. Uh, For the Fallen Dreams, excellent. Um, uh, I'll send you guys a song. I know that Pat will will dig right up the... Yeah, uh, I know that band. Yeah, Mm -hmm. do you? Okay. And also, excellent, excellent dudes. And uh, then the Funeral Portrait... If you don't know those guys, look them up right now because I didn't know who they were until we toured with them. Also great guys. Uh, a couple of them. This is always fun. Live in St. Louis. <laughs> but I do bring they something are killing, killing it right now. Like they you just say they're got, from St. Louis? Well, two of them live here. I oh, don't wow. know. I don't know if they're actually from here, but they frequent. Uh, they, play, they actually played Red Flag the night after Flint, Michigan. So we played that first show. They dipped down to St. Louis to play Red Flag and then came back out. And they were like, we we hadn't even met, really. It was just kind of like, hey, what up? Oh, hey, you guys, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they're like, hey, you want to play St. Louis tomorrow night? I go, no. <laughs> no, I, no, I do not. We're in Michigan we just, right now. I'm like, logistically, <laughs> you don't know what we just went through. No, I just drove us 15,000 miles all the way. Dipping back to St. Louis to play Red Flag on a Tuesday is not in my best interest. Um, so it was funny. I was like, nah, man, we're going to we're gonna enjoy the night off, actually. Were they, were they uh, headlining? Tra- travel at a... Did they uh, headline that show at Red Flag, or were they playing with someone? They did. Oh, really? No, they did. They headlined. Interesting. Yep. Let's, get a so, little, let's get a little taste real quick. Yep. Um, oh yeah, great song. This is one of their, yeah, this is their new single, I believe. But excellent branding. They got a great concept going on now with these new songs that are getting played all over Octane. Uh, they just got a consideration for a possible Grammy nomination. So, Jesus. Yeah, they're great. was not expecting that voice what yeah his voice reminds me of somebody i can't think who it is though they have uh uh mike him yeah i was gonna say they have a very do you see me down below a sinking soul wondering how much deeper i can kind of can't drink can't drug can't drown them away can't sleep can't think can't find an escape from these
It's like three different songs. I was thinking the yeah, same thing. One. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. What was yeah. the other? What was the first band it. you you mentioned? Let's pull them up too. Uh, for the fallen dreams. Yes, for the fallen yeah. dreams. Patrick, you said you yeah. know them. I do not know who they are. Yeah. Put on. Uh, oh man, I'm so bad at song titles. Um, I'm terrible at it. I'm probably worse uh, than you are. Trust me. Hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm so bad at it. But just to finish on that, so congrats to the for the fall or for the uh, funeral portrait guys because they are just finding uh, their groove. That we, it's so yeah. awesome to. Uh, okay, here, hang on. We go down. Uh, yeah, I feel like, I feel like that Stone time. song, that song Stone, has been in my playlist lately, or not put my on, playlist, but like put on without you, just because it's so the ballad metalcore ballad that uh, that everybody wants when you're listening to a band like this. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> it rips, dude. Great hook, and that you just killed it. Had the crowd going. That's yeah. very that's very inimically there. <laughs> oh, dude, you know I love that shit. I stood there every night with that fucking crowd. Yeah. Get it. What boy. record label did they used to be on? I'll say I, I just seen a rising I, empire. Is that the record label they're yeah, on now? Yeah, that's not. It might have been what they were. Artery. Artery, oh, okay. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I knew they were on cuz Artery had for a while there for like a solid 2-3 years Artery was putting out some good good shit. Yeah. That's newer um, for them, but their old stuff is yeah, straight up some just great metalcore. It's good, man. They're great band and flawless every yeah, night. very cool every night. Very solid. You got the same performance every night. Just yeah, it was great, yeah. dude. What a what a killer time, and that really just says everything about like the community, the touring community, and like how all that comes together. We didn't know anything about the funeral portrait. And initially, of course, it's like, oh, we got bumped back in the set and everything got rescheduled and we didn't know them. And uh, yeah, you know, then you get out there and you're like, dude, these guys are great. And the diversity between the three bands, well, the four of us, because, you know, we brought a whole different element to start the show. And uh, it was just awesome, man. And now, yeah, to make friends and to learn their stories, like. Uh, the funeral portrait had gone through some struggles. They've been at it. They've got they've got old songs that really quality videos with a lot of views and have gone around the block and ran into wall after wall that um, they had kind of explained some of their uh, 
their past and you go, well, that happens to everybody apparently. And they keep going and then boom, we, you know, we get to see them on tour and they were opening with one of the songs that got picked up by Octane wasn't released yet when we were on tour with them. And uh, then it's like, boom, next single, boom, next single. And now the, the things that have changed for them are like really working. And uh, so just awesome to see and love those guys been staying in touch with them since the tour. And uh, yeah, just pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Just all the way around. So it's exciting, man. It, it's wild what it does for your brain. Cause immediately it's like, okay, well, we want to write another record. I can't wait to do this again and can't wait to um, put more things together. And like I said, we've got some opportunities for some writing that uh, is going to bring a whole new element and a whole new sound into what we're doing. Some of the demos, like, you know, I, I felt that way off the record that we just did. And when we came out of the studio, you know, I talked with you guys, everybody I talked to, I couldn't explain enough, like the energy and how it felt to feel like we had done something different for us. And uh, it was just cool talking to other people and other bands that have been in those situations and being like, yeah, well, you know, we did this, this and this. And but now we feel like this and, you know, even Bad Wolves, you know, we, we went out a couple nights and I got to talk with DL and he talked about that record and um, they they weren't sure they were they were on when we were on tour, they were talking about like the marketing plan behind some of the singles that they were getting ready to put out. And uh just hearing their perspective on everything that they've been through and with the changes that they made. And then they wrote that record and then, you know, they weren't as active as they wanted to be. And that it's just, I don't know. It was awesome. It was a very, very cool learning experience and bonding experience and a lot of frustrations too. You know, <laughs> got seven dudes trying to figure out a hundred square space living <laughs> square, square foot living space, you know? But so as um, as far as writing a new record goes, are you doing the same plan as you did last time? Are you guys going to lock yourself up at sick tones? And we don't fully know because scheduling is so wild. So, you know, Zach's on tour right now. Um, with who? So he's on tour with Motionless. Uh, Motionless oh no White. shit! I didn't know that. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, just just got to see him for two minutes the other night. Uh, he texted me the next morning. He was like, Hey, it was kind of tight to see you for two minutes. I'm like, yeah, all right. That was nice. Get just saw him in passing backstage and got to give him a quick hug and saw Chris too. Cause Chris is out with after the burial, he was running in front of house for us. If anybody knows the old pops crew, red beard, Chris McKinney. Oh yeah. Uh, did an amazing job. I cannot tell you how talented that guy is for front of house. Oh my God. Like, dealing with an absolute pro. We did not deserve to have Chris out with us. He was just available and we're homies for so long that um, he was down to do it. So hey, um, hang on. Is, is Zach, but yeah. is Zach playing drums for motionless or is he just, is he doing something else? Drum, drum tech and stage managing. Wow, so that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, proud cool. of him, dude. Yeah, yeah sure. it's amazing, dude. And their production on this tour. Holy shit. Like it's a lot, <laughs> multiple trucks and wow. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal, man. The the whole thing, the whole, I call it the Bring Me the Horizon production, you know, backup dancers and the, the fog guns and the pyro going in every direction, full LED walls, multiple stage risers, drum drummers way up here, guitar elevations and a whole thing. So Jesus. very, very sick, complicated production and proud of Zach, man. When he came on board, you know, he had, he had done some stuff. He had been road dogging for many years and now he's been doing it for a good amount of time. And he's just had a lot of really awesome opportunities that he's been able to capitalize on. And 
you know, just like anybody, we all have jobs. So, you know, it's navigating that. But because Zach has kept some of that network so good, as long as we're strategic with it, he's been able to kind of navigate that and work through, um, you know, what he's available to do with them. And they've been open-minded and open-armed about, hey, we appreciate you chasing the dream and we want you to get it and we support you. And so very cool. It's been been awesome. It was it was cool to watch him. There was a couple of things that went on that, you know, when you notice production and things that are like, hmm, is that supposed to be happening right now? And then you see Zach running across the stage in the back. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, he's got it. But he was uh, cool and calm and yeah, doing a good job. Proud of him. So can I tell you the most endearing image of that entire yeah. tour that I saw? Yeah. Was Zach posting a picture of him and Otep when he was like 10. And then mm. the picture that he took at the end of the tour, they it's were amazing, like side right? by side. It's amazing. It's, it's adorable. It's the best. He was <laughs> like a little metalhead. He was like <laughs> 13 years old, dude. He you was know? younger than that, dude. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Think about probably, it. Yeah. Probably was. Yeah. He might have been 10. Yeah. I think he was 10. Well, <laughs> it so would have been. Yeah. He would have been 10 because 20 year anniversary yeah. tour, he's 30. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Young buck. That's so funny. He's the but I, when the I saw that, I was like, "Ah, oh, that's so fucking awesome!" Yeah, and I know cool. where that, I know where that photo was taken. That was at Ozfest. Yeah, at Ozfest. At, at, I was like, if you look in the distance, I'm probably back there with a tall boy being shit faced. That would have been Riverport back then, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, it was cool, man. I so funny. The whole thing. We're so humbled by the experience and just feel so blessed to even be able to do that. You know, we did 20,000 miles. That is insane. Logistically, just to drive 20,000 miles. I'm a road tripper, so I love driving and I prefer to drive because I drove for a living for so many years. I feel safest when I drive and I've driven trucks and, you know, larger vehicles and that. So I felt good about driving the bus Rich did seven years as an over the road truck driver. So Rich and I split the driving and then Nick was kind of the uh, house steward and made the coffee, kept the coffee coming. There's a lot of this. Hey, yep. Get my refill. And then, uh, you know, keeping things straight and you kind of need that when you're doing that much driving, you know, hours, hour, I would take nine, nine, 10 hour blocks myself. And then switch, and then we'd play a show or get to where we're at. And then uh, Rich would typically try to drive us as far as he could through the night because he's kind of a night owl. So it worked out that way. And then I could finish settling from the show and do some tour managing for the next day. I was also working my job. So open the laptop, get my day kind of situated for the next day so that I could be making phone calls and stuff while I'm driving. So it was just, it was such a, crazy experience because we were not in we're in a bus but we were not in a tour bus where someone's driving us and we just get to relax and chill the whole time it was like we had to put in the work you know but doing that i'm driving us through the mountains we drove through the pacific northwest like in the most beautiful time of the year we had no bad weather no we barely saw rain i think we drove through one night of like kind of raining Everything else was perfect. Perfect temperatures. T-shirt, shorts, pants didn't matter the entire time. And so it was like, dude, we ain't got nothing to complain about. I mean, just uh, 
overwhelmingly positive learning experience. Definitely some butting of heads. Definitely no way to avoid that. <laughs> you know, you're just living on top of each other. But um, yeah, it was awesome, man. Uh, cool, cool learning experience and got to see half of the country like in this little window. <laughs> and uh, we had a joke about crossing the Donner Pass. I think we crossed it four times. So I was like, hey, guys, look, it's the Donner Pass. Third time. <laughs> Hey, hey guys, Donner Pass. Fourth <laughs> well, time. It was kind of funny earlier. Uh, you were talking about like how you guys didn't get the Midwest leg, but it's like not, yeah. it's not like it's a bad thing though, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a good like, thing. If you guys are wanting to, you know, spread your presence across the country, yeah, this is the way yeah. to do it. You know, I, yeah, for sure. We would have taken it for sure because the Midwest is good to bands, dude. That's that's there's a reason why bands that's true. run through. That's very the Midwest, true. Yeah, you yeah. Know? California is very standoffish. Yeah. You know, those shows were sick. They were awesome. But um uh they you know, it can be very selective, you know. Yeah. There's a reason why ba some bands from the coasts do so well in the Midwest. Um just dedicated fans, you know. And uh so we would have loved it because one it would have brought us through St. Louis. We actually picked up the tour the day after the St. Louis date. So that tour came home. They played Red Flag. <laughs> and then uh, we liter literally left the next morning to pick up the rest of the tour in Texas. <laughs> so it was crazy. But those Texas dates, man, we have learned Texas is our market. Texas loves some inimical drive. Nice. Uh, we did very well in Portland. All three stops in Texas. I mean, just Dallas was insane. I mean, it was, it was crazy. I mean, these the crowd was so much fun. They loved it. It was packed. Our merch was wrapped around the bar. It was kind of like tucked on the one side of the bar. And I'm realizing, I'm like, Jesus, dude, the bar is packed. Well, it wasn't the bar. It was the maligned our merch table. And I was like, wow. oh shit, <laughs> like. Dallas, what Dallas up? Cool. Such a great so, city. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, dude, we we could have stayed there. We wanted that's the thing. I like to party and I like to go, I like to travel. And so we're in these cities and like, I want to stay here. Why can't we have an off day tomorrow instead of this day or whatever? Cause yeah, dude, I, I love Texas anyway. Yeah. I've been all over Texas for many years, but uh yeah, dude, Dallas. So it was in the uh, Deep Elm mm -hmm. District. Have you been there? Yeah. So Dallas. Oh yeah, I've trees been there. Yeah, the for venue. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you been to the brewery? You, you've been to legit. trees. The Deep Elm, yeah. yeah. Uh, we didn't get to go to the. Oh no, I have not. But oh, okay, I, I've been by there. We didn't go in. Gotcha. But okay. that was a yeah on another trip. But, gotcha. Uh, but yeah, that area, the Deep Elm uh, District, is mm -hmm. what a blast. Yeah, we had a great time, and the weather was perfect. It wasn't hot. We're walking around. So, and we had that whole day because it was three Texas dates in a row that and we did actually have a lot of time to hang out and go see some sites and stuff. So it was cool, man. Tried to recap as much of that stuff as I could through my Instagram and whatnot, but I've learned the best thing that I can do for myself is to journal in these situations because it was so much. I can't, I couldn't tell you. You could offer me anything to tell you the order of that tour and what cities and everything. You'd have to be like, hey, how was this? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, that. Or 
go back in my phone and find the pictures and this and that. Cause man, it was just like, it was so much so fast and so all over the place. And largely because there's not a lot of downtime where you're sitting on your phone. A couple of the guys got to relax the whole time, you know, but me and rich right. driving and doing all that, it was uh, very much like you had to fall into a routine and get the operation of how this was going to go in line, like very quickly, because, you know, there, there was a lot of like strategic, okay, we have literally this much time and we have to hit the road by this time. We had a couple mishaps. Of course, you're going to have that, that, um, kind of threw us for a loop too. So, you know, always, always on to like the next thing. There wasn't a whole lot of downtime, the bad wolves tour, because it rescheduled, we did have a lot of gaps in between there. So we actually got to take in a lot of the sites and just have some downtime, you know, hang out at Lake Superior for the day, go hiking. We got to go to the Badlands and, you know, so yeah. And you're you're just talking, you're that, just talking like seven it, weeks it, worth it, of touring. Could you imagine being like a Papa Roach or a Shine Down or these bands that are just like constantly, this Zach, is all they do? Like, how do you even know what, what city you're in every night? Like, it just. Zach is going to be, Zach is going to close out his year 10 months on the road. That's nuts. 10 months. Wow. This year. Because he was out, so he was out with Papa Roach. He was out with Papa Roach. Really? Drop, dropped, <laughs> dropped the Shine Down tour because we were touring. So he left that to tour with us and then picked up motionless. And uh, uh, now he's going to continue on um, after that. So because the other weeks that we had aren't going to happen now. So it's kind of just take it as it comes and try and keep it moving. But yeah, 10 months, that guy on the road, he's a road dog. He does he's, well. He's, he's just doing being a tech for, for those bands. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Tech and stage management and, and odds and ends just cause he's, he's got a lot of experience. He does yeah. a good job. That's awesome, so. man. Yep. Yep. It's good. It's good for him. And it's good to watch him. Good to watch. Um, and we needed it. Like I said, you're always going to butt heads, like figuring out how it's going to go. But, you know, he's solid. I relied on him heavily for like, hey, man, you're the you're the one that has is fluid in this. So, number one, we got to keep that in line uh, the best that we can. But also the rest of us are learning that part. And then it was like my part was, you know, tour managing and driving <laughs> and all the other things that I'm doing and settling and, you know, all of that and paying the bills. And so, uh, yeah, it's wild, man. But thank God, thank God for Chris McKinney. As soon as I found out that Redbeard was available to do front of house, number one, because he's amazing at what he does. But number two, just to put that level of experience in the bus with us was crucial, especially not knowing what we were getting into with like some of the venues with the OTEP tour and stuff like none of us were familiar with a lot of those cities and venues. So to have somebody that's just a road dog that knows how to show up and be like, it's cool. We've done this. Got it. You know, and we're new to the band in a box We're you know, we're new to running all ears and full, you know, all self contained the laptop, if you will. Um, and, uh, no cabs, no amps and all that stuff. So that's all new to us. You know, it freaks me out. <laughs> yeah oh, it's wild dude it's wild yeah but it's amazing it's amazing when it works i tell you if i'd have had the ears you know starting out it just it just makes you better it does it can be a vice or a crutch or you know it it it's all the things that everybody says 
to me, it's how you look at it and how you're using it. For me, it's crucial because I blow my voice out, dude. How many shows I've had where I've blown my vocals because the monitor mix is dog shit, you know? And so having in-ear monitors and I like a show that comes off professional. So having cues where I know where I'm at in the set that, you know, it's like, we're not, we're not that kind of band. We are a garage band as it comes. But what that means is we'll just stop and mess around and play you this song. Or if somebody, you know, we've done parking lot parties. We've played people's houses. We've done it all. We've done it all. We are as garage band as it comes. When it comes to tightening that up, we need that structure of sort to kind of pull the whole thing together. So I like how we're able to incorporate and write parts that, we can uh, add to like the backing track that comes in that carries us into the next song and stuff. So by the end of that, by the end of the OTEP tour, we had gotten better. And by the end of the Bad Wolves tour, we were awesome. Like it, it, it just, you fall into what you go to see a professional show for where you're like, this is very different for us. And I admitted it that it was like, it's very different in a lot of ways, but it was different in a better way because that's what we were trying to do is get to the point where like, when you see us, if you followed us every night, we wanted you to see the exact same show, you know, and uh, it takes a minute still to fall into that rhythm, even knowing that, but knowing exactly how long our set is every night and exactly what's going to happen. And just knowing that you're playing to the best of your ability. And for me, that is, the in-ear monitors and having all of that to where I hear the track exactly how I'm used to rehearsing it, you know, um, was crucial. And I wish I would have had it years ago for sure. But So speaking of that, um, do you guys keep your set the same pretty much every night? Do you ever throw any other songs in? You kept it the same? We, we kept it the same. Okay. Because we're, you know, we're support for one, we're support and two, you know, these are new crowds to us, so it didn't matter anyway. Nobody's okay. going to know if we throw one in that, That's you know, true. That's that we true. didn't play. That's true. It's just kind of one of those things city. like for for your guys' sake, you know, well, you know, let's let's do this song instead tonight. I I don't I, I just didn't know like what, what, le- what level of band do you have to be to be able to just throw in random songs at night? Yeah. <laughs> I think it just comes down to what, yeah, what kind of band are you? You know, kind of like talking how we were saying some people can just nail the covers and just decide one night that they're going to throw a cover into the set and be like, Oh, we're going to do this. And this, yeah. and that. we're a band that needs to be rehearsed and needs to be, you know, we can, we are a plug and play band. We can show up at your house and rock your house. We're a living, breathing. We're not one of these internet bands, you know, where <laughs> we just exist online. Yeah. Like I'll show up at your house and rock your fucking neighborhood like loud and I'll bring everything necessary to do it. Our own PA, cabs, amps, the whole thing. But um, but very much so, In the, to me, we would much rather just play the same set. We had opportunities where we could have filled bigger gaps, and we just started a few minutes later or added another song to our intro songs before we came on because we liked the consistency, and we were trying, we were trying to get good at um, running that set the way that we knew we would right and we knew we were going into some bigger uh venues too with the bad wolves run we had looked at some of those dates and some of those venues and was like oh yo yeah some of that shit's not gonna fly here you don't want the awkward downtime when all these other bands are going to be very pro behind you you don't want any of this downtime and nobody knows who we are anyway let's just get to the point there's no need for talking 
when I'm in St. Louis, you know, I got all these stories to tell or I can make jokes because people know some <laughs> of the stupid shit I've said on stage before, or, you know, or they might know a different song. And, you know, we think about that stuff a little bit more. But now we tried to put them in a specific set that we felt comfortable with and that we could just, you know, try to move towards that. And we did. It definitely, um, I felt honored at the end of it. Redbeard, um, Chris came up to me and just gave me like the warmest hug and was just like, that's what this is. You guys just did exactly what this is. And I'm so fucking proud of you guys. He was like, I just in these weeks over this time, I watched you go from a band figuring it out to a band that is ready to fucking tour with anybody and do this all the time. And it was, um, you know, just felt good. And like I said, the shows worked, the merch was working, all of those factors were working. And it's like, well, we've always said, if it works, we're going to keep doing it. And I just didn't ever think it would actually work. (laughs) (laughs) You tell yourself that, but then you're like, yeah, but will it? (laughs) So, you know, but, so, um, so without officially announcing anything, I mean, are you guys looking at doing any kind of local shows or anything like that in the near future? Do you know? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Just being honest. Um, we, we actually turned down a show because a, a good show, which would have been a great show and I won't go any further with that, but we, we turned it down because we had our year planned. I had the rest of my year planned when we came off tour, three shows, two weeks of tour a video and possibly even releasing another song. And um, all of it has changed. <laughs> it is just imagine the ups that. and downs. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that it's just the ups and downs with this, you know, yeah. we're in a position where things are going well, but we're independent. So that's the number one that we're always going to take a backseat to somebody else that has an agenda. And every band in the world is touring right now this has been one of the busiest years for bands to tour just in general. And, uh, everybody wants to get out and get on a good tour. Right. But, um, doing it independently has been good in a lot of ways because I was able to kind of move the needle forward when I decided that I wanted to press on things. And it kind of started around COVID where I said, we're sitting on material and we're still a band. I want to put out songs and videos while nobody's doing anything. I'm not doing anything else. I didn't even have a fucking job of sitting at home. I want to make music. So doing things my own way has kind of been the way it's always been. However, when you meet up against industry, you know, you're going to, it's a, it's a fight to get what you want. And uh, so, yeah, we had some things and we got a lot of people pulling for us too. And that's the thing we don't want to just do. We don't want to just do something to do it. We're kind of on a trajectory to put us into a position where we know where we need to be for next year. So unfortunately, I thought I had a couple of things and I turned down a great show with some friends that we we could have we could have done that. It's also fine, but we could have done that. We just didn't know the scheduling. Should have had a show in August, should have had a show in October <laughs> and going to have a show in December. And now I'm sitting here with uh, a song and a video. So um, but no, we are actively having conversations and 2024 is going to be even better. And uh, hopefully with a whole new batch of songs and there's a whole concept behind this writing. And like I said, we've got the opportunity to write with some new people and it's going to be sick. Like I said, I'm, I'm so excited about the demos already and that's not even getting into a room yet. So though we don't exactly know how that looks as far as, um, 
if we're all going to jump in and do the same ways we did last time, or if we're going to fly around and do uh, different sessions with these people and then bring that stuff home We're we're working that stuff out now, but um, the writing and, and the direction of some of these demos already is like, Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be cool. <laughs> it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun record, I think. And, uh, and not, not in the same vein of what we just did, you know, some elements of what we just did. And, uh, I think it's just, you know, that's the exciting part, kind of not knowing going, going in with a bunch of demos that are kind of all in different directions right now. I mean, like, well, that's kind of the way we felt last time and really kind of pulled this whole thing together. And yeah, you take it uh, to an actual engineer and they're like, all right, this is what we do with this. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Cause we're all over the place, Yeah, <laughs> you know, but that's also the cool thing about it. You know, I've always said that if we write a country record, we write a country record. I don't care. <laughs> and Jeez, so I did. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> ah, I'll try. See, I'll try. Hey, I'll tell you what though, Patrick. He's a country fan now. He uh, that Beartooth and Hardy song. He's uh, that's one of his favorite songs of all time now. So, song oh. fucking rules. <laughs> oh, I don't know it. Rules. Oh, dude, you don't know it. You don't know can, it. Can we pull it up? I don't know it. Let's pull dude, it up. To, let's pull it up in this podcast. Yeah. Let's do it. Give me, give me that hook. I don't know it, dude. The hook. The hook is what. The hook. The hook will get you. I am. I am addicted to this record it is very good it it's is very good fucking so crazy like I, i'm like i'm like a, i'm like a kid yeah they just put out a record uh, together yeah they did a whole record together dude you have to listen yes. to this record uh, joel front no no, to no, back. no not not them and hardy but bear oh. oh no no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah 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 okay yeah yeah i was yeah, confused yeah. but they did a song with hardy and um <clears throat> but the gotcha. record just came out last week and i'm wearing it out i, I can't I'm like a kid. Okay. Like, no, listen. So my brother's a Beartooth fan. Die Hard. I turned him on. Dude, Beartooth is yeah. very good. It's my favorite band. I, I love Beartooth as well. So Chad, not a fan of the new record. I don't. So oh, wow. I was. I but also. <laughs> I would love to have a conversation with him. But also, you know, Chad doesn't like to waver very much. He, he wants it to stay, stay in the lane of where it was. It sounds like the last record. Well, l- okay. listen, Joel. But a you, little bit poppier. Joel, you know Patrick better than I do. And after he heard this song a few times, his exact words were, they're going <laughs> to fuck around and make me like country music. <laughs> I really? I mean, that's something, right? <laughs> that's something. I mean, my wife, makes, my, my wife makes fun of me when I listen to this. She goes, babe, that is country. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. It's oh, just I, bet it is. I bet I'll love it. You do have to listen to this record though if you haven't at all. So it's it's so good. God. It's so I haven't. Good. It's good. I all right, here we go. A new and record. If I said I was gonna be someone when I get back on to my feet. Tomorrow I'm gonna make changes cuz today I can barely speak. Concerned about it, I can't steady my hand. The side effects of it, I've been so crushing. This wasn't part of my plan. I don't want to suffer. I tried to lie and I tried to recover. But I'm back in the gutter, thinking all the same things. How many times have I said I was gonna be someone when I get back onto my feet? Tomorrow. 
I can barely speak I know how to pull myself out And it's gonna hurt like hell to set myself free Just say it out loud Today's the day I'll stop fucking around And be the better man Come on, bro Yeah yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, it sounds like the last record. Ish. There's a little <laughs> Ish. difference. Uh, Ish. Yeah. There, it's Ish. there. It's there. Yeah, this um, whole rock and uh, country collab thing now is uh, rock bands are touring with country music artists. Yeah, well, Hardy's done songs with the Day to Remember and a couple other bands. So right. this isn't definitely not a new thing. But yeah, uh, or you can just be one know, person I, like I, Jelly Roll and do it all. Slow down. I got don't, uh, man. <laughs> you know this kid um, uh, Swaco? Yeah. You know Swaco? Uh, yeah. I know heard. the song Ride It Hard. Maybe it's Ride It. Maybe look, I do. Look, look at that. Uh S U E. Yeah, how do you yeah. spell it? S U E C O, I think. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Swaco, go uh, put just put ride. It'll it'll pop up. There it goes. Right, ride it, ride it hard, hard. or ride it, ride it maybe. <laughs> What's getting ready to happen, dude? Okay, so <laughs> this is a comic. No, go back up. Uh, that's all. Warren, oh yeah, yeah. Not, this- Warren's. Mm-hmm. Not, have you heard this song? <clears throat> yes. Now this is a country pop rock collab. This hook. Dude, it's this song. Bangs. Don't do this to me. Am I gonna you know hate it? Am I gonna we hate know it? You're we, gonna, we fucking we talk shit about Morgan Wallen, and then we played that goddamn song, and it was stuck in my head for two fucking. <laughs> oh, weeks. you're and gonna. I'm like, yeah. I hate myself. So I'm so, about to. So fucking, yeah. So so Patrick is gonna to hate scream. this, but he's gonna love it, and that's gonna make him hate it more. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna yep. love it. Yep. Fuck you. Keys to a daddy's car. It's a Chevelle riding through the dark. Broke my neck when you walked in the right. bar. Wait for the Broke hook and the second, the second verse when Swaco comes in. Oh, gonna ride it hard. Oh, Come on. Uh, Swaco kid is awesome. Let, let, yeah, let so Swaco has a different song that I know, and I'm gonna find it for you. But yeah, let me let, let me hear let it. it go into this yeah, that, yeah, his verse is sick. He's great. Good God. But yeah, so it, he does like, yeah, he's like pop punk that is now like, yeah, you know, he's doing yeah, everything yeah. from pop to rap uh, to, you know, 
Uh, Paralyzed is probably the song you know, right? Is it? Uh, probably. That's the. I think that's the one that like set him off. He's a trip. Yep, yep. This is the one. Good song. She got a big ego. You could see yes, it on a telescope. One. I'm the same way. It's why we always argue back and forth. I swear she my poison at the same time. My antidote. Kind of like an NF, right? Around my neck. I couldn't ask for a little bit. Not anymore. Nope. <laughs> that went away. <laughs> yeah, so we had this yeah. conversation. Uh, Finn McKenty, maybe it wasn't even him. Somebody was talking about, uh, you know, rock and roll being dead or people keeping rock and roll alive. And they brought up all of these like younger kids like this who are, you know, the, well, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. I brought up Olivia Rodrigo Colt hates her. I love her, but, um, and, and it's so awesome for someone else to be the hater on the show besides me. <laughs> and, but, uh, we talked about like a lot of these younger kids keeping the shit alive. Like it's rock and roll. Say what yeah. you want. It's fucking well, rock and roll. I mean, just like, like I, uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't care what Bo is put on. At the end of the day, what's, it's rock and roll. What's, what's the know? what's the dude yeah. that did the the song with Papa Roach? Uh, uh, Jarris Jarris Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, he's yeah, another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this reminds Sw- me of Jarris uh, Johnson. Swerve did one with them too. Uh, yes, that's yeah. Swer- is it Swerve? Is that the song they did with them? Yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah. So yeah, like even in country, country fans bash a lot of the new country because it's not country it's rap it's It's rap it's rap and rock and there's it's rap or rock but a lot of it is trap music with a country hook yeah yeah that's it and so you can be mad at it or you can sell out two stadium nights in a row (laughs) for country fans and support your industry and the it i get it i don't I could care less about country songs that are trap beats. I, but it is keeping that alive. So people get mad because it's like, well, that's not really keeping country music, country music. But it is until country music comes back around. Everything goes through its cycles. Everything comes back around. And uh, that is barely a rock song as it was a country song, just an aggressive like rock country song. But it's just it's he made it's it modern cheese. and cool. If it was just yeah. the other guy, I don't even know the other guy's name. We just watched it. But if it was just the other guy doing that, just more country or whatever. But when Swaco's verse comes in or whatever, he makes it that edgy, young approach yeah. that you know. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't care because I'm a fan of a lot of music and a lot of music that. Uh, people are not on board with a lot of times yeah but i'd like to see what know. country music actually is in like 20 years like be, be in the reason i say well, that, the reason i say that is, it because, is now i well i yeah. say that because like a lot of the people you're talking about that hate what's going on now are like waylon jennings fans and like you know 60s 70s 80s country music fans that absolutely hate it and i'm i'm kind of there those too. same people hated when garth brooks came out Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like a generational thing. So like once a generation you know, or two comes around, like what 
do people think about country music then? Do they absolutely hate yeah. what Waylon Jennings and yeah. you know those guys yeah, back then? Always, Who knows? You know, there's always that. There's artists that were trying to do, uh, or not trying to do, but were created out of the Waylon Jennings era, right? But it, ten or twenty years later, it's their biggest influence, and they finally got good and started writing good songs off of their influence, and people are like. Oh, it's too. What are you trying to be, Waylon Jennings or whatever? And it's like, that's always that's always a thing. <laughs> Isn't that what there's you like? Why, Isn't that what you like? There's a I'm, reason yeah. why emo comes back around. There's yeah. a reason why new metal is back around. Ten and twenty year cycles because kids are influenced by things, right? And then they're like, it wasn't cool for a period of time because things go out. But then, the, then all of a sudden, you're like, "That shit bangs." That's what I grew up on, you know. You're right. The the resurgence of a lot of this stuff got me going back and listening to old corn again, and <laughs> and really, actually, I got away. You know, I came up with the original corn, the first corn, Mississippi Nights corn. Okay, first record, and then you know it gets. I got away from it for some years. Some of that stuff really bangs and it brought it that stuff back to me because it's just that it's that time, you know, or I, I be close minded and just dude, fuck you, off. You guys, you guys have no idea how <laughs> you guys have no idea how jealous I am whenever you guys mention like Mississippi Nights and the galaxy and you stuff like that. Like yeah. the be. fact that I wasn't, yep. I mean, for one, I'm like an hour south of you guys, so I would have never probably done it, even if it was still there now. But I, I'm still jealous of the fact that you guys got to actually be a part of all that. Yeah, pretty rad. Shit. Yeah. I, Everything I you just said is correct. But can I? Yeah. Country is the exception. Because it's the only genre of music where cultural, cultural division and guidelines kind of keep it separated from what you're saying. Where they don't like it being infiltrated by other genres, other people, so on and so forth. You know, yeah. it's really it's really funny how that works because even in hip hop, when you have like a hip hop crossover song where they have like, you know, when Nelly does a song with Florida Georgia Line or when Nelly does a song with Tim McGraw, the hip hop community looks at that and went, this is pretty cool. This is a really good opportunity for us, meaning the hip hop community to cross over. Yeah. The country community doesn't see it that way. Yeah. All the time. Right. Unfortunately, it sucks. Oh, yeah. Shit. And it's a terrible reality. Patrick. But... Yeah. I have a bad feeling after you just said that. Oh, because of the Taylor Swift NFL situation, are we going to have a Taylor Swift hip hop collab soon? Please tell I me. I mean, no. hasn't that already happened? I don't know anything about Who? her music. But... I don't either. That's what I'm saying. I Let's... have a bad feeling okay. though, after you said All that. All right. Let's Sorry. get real here for a second. <laughs> why have we not have why have we not gone to see the Taylor Swift movie yet? Uh it's probably horrible. Uh, that's my that's yeah, my both of your faces. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, I don't want to, man. I'm sorry. Well, I did. Uh oh, you so, did? Uh, you did. Yeah. And I don't even know to be and? honest with you, I don't even know what it is. It's, it's a tour amazing. movie. Yeah, it's it's, it's just a tour movie, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the DVD. But it's yeah, in the okay. theater and they're gonna charge you twenty. $25 to see it. No discounts. And go ahead and upgrade your cup for another $7. So it's a $20 Taylor Swift soda. But I mean, listen, her yeah. tour made over a billion dollars. 
I mean, yeah. there's something there. People were going to the stadiums to sit outside just to hope that they heard her voice at any point. It's genius. And because of that, now it's in movie theaters and people get to dress up. The theater goes dark after the previews and then comes back up and says, welcome to the era's tour. This is the theater talking, not part of her movie. Okay. Welcome to the era's tour presented by Marcus theaters or whatever. We want to encourage you that this is not a normal movie. We want you to jump up and down. We want you to sing. We want you to pull your phones out, take selfies with your friends, wear the bracelets, do the parts for the tour. I guess there's parts throughout the, okay, I'm a Swifty. I don't know the parts in the songs where I'm supposed to do the claps and the, the singing. And okay. So that. here, okay. Okay. So before let me you, say that be, again, before, for before you I'm continue, before you continue, number one, great marketing. Number two, annoying yeah. as shit for anyone who actually goes to see that in the happened. theater. Oh, yeah. hang on. Okay, Patrick, who? No, no, who? No, not who? the first artist to do it. Who? Who is it? No, who is it? Who's the first? <laughs> Who's I the saw corn play at a movie theater, so I don't know. You saw corn. Back to what Joel was talking about. Did you yeah, say I corn? did. I saw corn play a show in a movie theater. I don't. I don't know I this. Know what, what's happening? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah, it's happened, guys. <laughs> Taylor's not the first to do it. Are no, you telling me that Taylor not. Swift I mean, took also, a card I'm from Corn's deck? Also, Rocky Horror Picture Show. You know, sure. bringing, bringing something that, different man. to a theater where it's like participation and all that. But my point was this. It's genius to capitalize on what that is because people do. They used to buy the DVDs and take the DVDs home and all that. What a genius way. She's revitalizing, like going to a show in a theater. Yeah. I great mean, idea. all sure. off of yeah, and the show's awesome. I love it. I would, I would do. It. I mean, it, it's it. Like I said, it's not the first time it's happened, but it's a good idea. It was a good idea, and it still is a good idea. You just have to be able to capitalize on right the momentum. Beyonce is doing it too, sure. and apparently, yeah, it, like, there's another one exactly. Like, yeah, Ed Sheeran could do it if he wanted to. Like, there For are sure. so many artists that could everybody should do it. Do it. I want to do it. You know, I want to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Beyonce is is supposed to be like uh, more. Uh, documentary style so you get to see a little bit more of the behind the scenes the taylor one is straight up you're watching the tour i think they shaved like 30 minutes off of the tour by cutting the uh, wardrobe time you know where you would be standing there and the lights are off and you're wondering like she disappeared for a minute clearly she's coming out and they're changing the set but uh in the movie it like you know lights up like the album cover of what you're getting ready to see and it, you know, it goes dark. She's in one outfit and all of a sudden it lights back up and she's in a new outfit. So they shave like 30 minutes off, but it's three hours, three hours, nothing but Taylor Swift. And, you know, but also like one of the most well put together productions you could ever, you know, of course. Anyways. So when you guys want to go see it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you you keep being a Swifty and I thought that's where I, I love you for it. We're all going no, no, together. No, you were not. No, we <laughs> were on board. Bracelets, guys. Yeah, this, this I'll whole, wear it. This whole Just podcast was really about the last five minutes where we talked about Joel being a Swifty. I uh, yeah, I definitely talked. Uh, I got a guy stuck into going last night. Um, <laughs> Crystal uh, 
is talking about something. And I said, oh, yeah, I saw the Taylor Swift movie. She goes, no, you didn't. She goes, he would never do that. And I go, yes, he would. And he's looking at me like, I'll kill you. And I was like, <laughs> I can't believe. And she was like, see, Joel would do it. And I was like, also, I'm kind of like DTF. Like, whatever Stephanie says, I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. However, this was not just about Stephanie. She said it and I was like, oh, yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> so, uh, so we did. And uh, I convinced Crystal that she should just get in a better relationship if he's not going to go see Taylor Swift. So by the end of this, <laughs> she bought two tickets and he's looking at me like, I'm going to kill you because now Sunday they're going to. In other to, words, uh, if you're friends with Joel and you're anywhere near him and this conversation comes up, walk away yeah, as fast run. as possible. Run. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it because my wife hates her more than I, more oh, than dude, I do. You're so, so I'm, you're I don't, so lucky. I don't have to go see her. So. <laughs> haters. Haters. <laughs> I don't hate her. It's just not for me. I get it. That's the, that's the safe thing to say in all these situations. I will see the Beyonce one for the production and all that. I just don't know as much about Beyonce. I am not a, yeah, yeah. what do they call, what do they call Beyonce? Beyonce. I don't know. What, that, what's going to be really is cool is when, when Taylor Swift has a whole, what's going to be really cool is when Taylor Swift has a whole new record based off of when Travis Kelsey dumps her. Yeah. Also fine with that. I write songs about all kinds of people. You know, it happens. Yeah. Life it happens. Life creates uh, lyrics, right? Commoditized <laughs> cult. I'm gonna say it again. He is cashing in. Yeah. Cashing in. And That's all he's doing. We're just wishing, right? Totally fine. That we get we had the option to cash in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. If you if you were around that person that being Taylor Swift, you have a chance to commoditize that relationship. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Can't blame him. Can't hate on him for it. It is I what mean, it his is. jersey sales are only up by like, if what, he really 400%? likes her, God bless him. If she really likes him, God bless her. His mom doesn't seem to like her that <laughs> much. We won't get into that yeah, again. That's funny. I saw that. That's hilarious. That's so weird. <laughs> like, oh, that's so weird. Mama, so come on. Uh, <laughs> hey, do mom, better. <laughs> Come on, mom, mom. do better. <laughs> There's a paycheck with this. Come on, mom. You were on TV. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Act like that in front of Uncle Joe, not on live yeah. television. <laughs> Jesus. That's hilarious. I love it. I love it. Yeah, All right. Well. We got anything else here? We're going to roll out. Roll Man. Out. Um, I mean, everybody uh, needs to go to listen to Snuff by Inimical Drive. Great yep. track, great cover. I'm glad and you And the guys rest did of their it. songs. Well, I mean, Thanks. yeah, for sure. I have been ending everything that I've been doing with uh, an honest thank you so much. I can't tell you. Every night we would uh, close with Dead on Me. And I would tell the story that uh, we've been a band for forever. And it says something when people really start to rally behind and see the hard work that you're putting in that something can really start a spark that starts to pay off. And dead on me was the single off of this, that we all of a sudden was like started to hit milestones for us, which is what it is. But I said that every night was like this, we've been doing this for a long time, but here we are. And this is new for us and you're new to us. And uh, we know we're new to you, but uh, this feeling is amazing. And it's all because people will show up and support it. So the biggest thank you to everybody. And that's really to 
St. Louis fans and uh, the people that we've met up to this point now doing everything that we did off this record because uh, if we didn't have that support, this would just be an idea that we've been talking about for forever. But we we're literally able to uh, acquire a bus and build a bus to ship us across the country and play these songs and close with the song that kind of started it all for this round. You know, it's like era. It is it's the eras Taylor Swift. That's my reference. Um, but it is, it's like eras of a band and, you know, you go through all these ups and downs and there's points where we thought about just not doing this anymore. And, uh, you know, what are you trying to do with it? And then it goes to, well, we just like putting songs out. So we'll just do that. Or we'll just do that. And all of these opportunities, like we're literally doing everything we thought we'd never do because people have been amazing to us off this record. So that's my thank you. And, uh, Thanks for all the messages today. Love it. Appreciate it. Hope everybody enjoys the cover and just know that uh, we are dead set on full speed ahead to go back in and uh, take these demos into the studio and write a new record. And yes, we do have things that are being discussed that uh, will keep us moving into 2024. Appreciate everybody's patience as well. Uh, A lot of people were asking like, what's going on? So that's the deal. Um, just thanks. We appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. We've had a great year. So appreciate you guys. People like you, Shane Presley. Appreciate you, Shane. He reached out to me directly today. And those those kind of messages from people directly just to be like, man, fuck, dude, we've been doing this a long time together. Appreciate you guys and love what you're doing. That's the best. It's the best thing ever. Absolutely. So appreciate you guys and appreciate everybody for sticking around, man. It's a lot of fun. We're very grateful. That's my ending. Patrick, you got anything else you want to roll out? Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks, y'all. How could I top that? (laughs) We're out.